Small disclaimer before we start. Unfortunately, Isla cannot be here for today's episode, but luckily we know what she's going to say for this podcast so we can say it for her. Also, another disclaimer is that there will be a few spoilers of the book we're going to be talking about today. Now on to today's episode of Speak Out. Hey guys, this is Isla, Aaron, Caden, and Emma, and we would like to welcome you to our podcast called Speak Out. This episode is called Our Traumatic Society. Today we're going to be talking about how staying silent is a side effect of trauma. So the book that we're going to be talking about is Speak. Speak was written by Lori Halsey Anderson and was published in 1999. She tells the story of Melinda and her experience with the sexual assault at a high school party and how it affects her first year of high school. This book was written in the 1990s, which may not seem significant, but the book was groundbreaking for rape culture and sexual assault awareness. This book empowered young women everywhere to have a voice and talk about their own experiences. Um, So prior to this book, women were too scared to speak of. They were silenced by society. Even the author herself has her own experience, has had her own experiences with rape. This is the reason why Anderson even wrote the book in the first place. She says in an interview, if there was a way for every victim of sexual assault or violence to come forward one day, I think the world would stop spinning for a day. Lori wants to break the silence. She wants to shine light on the matter. Speak also built a great platform for the Me Too movement, which is a social movement against sexual abuse and harassment. An example of the trauma that Melinda faces is the rape that is talked about in the beginning of the book and later specified towards the end. I'll read the quote. His lips lock on mine and I can't say anything. He is so heavy, there is a boulder on me. I open my mouth to scream and his hands cover it. Shirt up, shorts down, he hurts me, hurts me, hurts me and gets up and zips his jeans and smiles. So keep in mind that the person that raped Melinda was, at the time, her best friend's boyfriend. So Melinda feels really betrayed and she lost a friend, and on top of it, no one believes her. So she feels very, very lonely. Meanwhile, dealing with all of this, Melinda crosses a path with a girl from another school who Melinda thought she could trust and become good friends with. But later on the book, it turns out that she cannot be trusted and stabs Melinda in the back and now Melinda is back to feeling that everyone's against her. While the stabbing in the back was not literal, Heather's knife was made of loneliness. Uh, The direct quote is, uh, look, you can't eat lunch with me anymore. I'm sorry. Oh, and don't eat those potato chips. They'll make you break out. So Melinda feels really isolated because Heather has defriended her and she's pointed out one of her biggest insecurities, which is her face and her skin. Um, Also, Heather has, whenever she went to Melinda's house, she pointed out how Melinda's family doesn't communicate the best and kind of called her out for things that she doesn't have the right to call her out for, you know, trying to stay a good friend. Um, This really bothers Melinda because it's also one of her biggest insecurities. This issue communication in Melinda's house also causes more loneliness uh, because they don't talk face to face. This quote shows that. So at first, mom was pretty good about preparing dinners in the morning and sticking them in the fridge, but I knew it would end. I come home to a note that says pizza, five, five, 
4892. Small tip this time. Clipped to the note is a $20 bill. My family has a good system. We communicate with notes on the kitchen counter. I write when I need school supplies or a ride to the mall. They write what time they'll be home and from work and if I should thaw anything. So they never really see each other face to face very often and this can lead to more isolation and feelings of loneliness from their own family. In life, one of the main side effects of trauma is staying silent. When we go through something traumatic, our first reaction is to stay silent and isolate ourselves from the world. But why do we do that? Every time we do, we just hurt ourselves more by staying silent. So since Melinda is really lonely, whenever she goes home at night after school, she listens to the voices in her head a lot, which are not good for her. She um, wants to speak out, but these voices tell her to not speak out. Um, so every time she tries to, she stops herself. She doesn't try to that often, but when she does, she can't do it. The reason why Melinda has such a hard time by speaking out is because the one time she tried when it all went down, she went to her friend at the time who she could trust, who she looked up to, but when she told her what happened, her friend told her that she was lying and didn't believe her because she didn't believe her, this causes Melinda to completely stop talking, even though she didn't talk as much. But because she didn't believe her, and the one person that Melinda believed in didn't believe her, her whole world came down and felt like there was nobody there that was actually going to believe her. Hi, I'm Holden Caulfield, and the sponsor of today's episode is Lexapro. I'm personally on Lexapro, and if it can help a guy like me, then it can help anybody. Ask your doctor about Lexapro for depression and anxiety. So the secondary theme of the book is how society plays a big role in teen isolation. A quote from the book that shows an example of our theme is, I don't want to be cool. I want to grab her by the neck and shake her and scream at her to stop treating me like dirt. She didn't even bother to find out the truth. What kind of friend is that? My contact folds in half under my eyelid, tears well in my right eye. Rachel and her other friends are an example of the society that causes the isolation. Her parents don't help either. The distant relationship she has with them has a huge impact on her mental health and well-being. Melinda's parents also experience marital problems, which creates more stress for her. I will now read a conversation that Melinda, her parents, the counselor, and the school principal has on 114 and 115. So, guidance counselor, I think we need to explore the family dynamics at play here. Mother. She's jerking us around to get attention. Me. Inside my head. Uh, would you listen? Would you believe me? Fat chance. Dad. Well, something is wrong. What have you done to her? I had a sweet, loving little girl last year. But as soon as she comes up here, she clams up, skips school, and flushes her grades down the toilet. I golf with the school board president, you know. Mother. We don't care who you know, Jack. 
We have to get Melinda to talk. Guidance counselor, leaning forward, looking at mom and dad. Do the two of you have marriage issues? Mother responds with unladylike language. Father suggests that the guidance counselor visit that hot, scary underground world. The guidance counselor grows quiet. Maybe she understands why I keep it zipped. Principal Principal sits back in his chair and doodles a hornet. The main theme is still relevant in today's society because the Me Too movement is still happening today and has become more relevant in today's world. Social media Social media has helped to spread awareness quicker about the Me Too movement as well. But some people still struggle to talk because sometimes when traumatic events are shared online, it can be very overwhelming and embarrassing. They want... They feel like they don't want to add to the problem and make the situation worse because they don't want to be in the middle of everything. Also, the secondary theme is still relevant today because with the pandemic going on, teens have had to stay home, away from their friends and family, and just be isolated from the world. Teens couldn't go do the things they liked, like shopping, eating out, etc. That has affected teens' mental health and self-love because they couldn't be with their friends. Being with their friends is one of the best coping mechanisms when feeling alone, and because of what we're in, we aren't allowed to do that. So to wrap everything up, that's all we're going to be talking about in today's episode. Thank you all for listening. As you can see, individuals in today's society are still kept quiet after experiencing traumatic events. The question is, what will you do to help give the silenced a voice?